1: I like that Modelo. Andy Harvey. I like that Modelo too, right? right, right front <laughs> Sorry. Of my, right in front of my face too, right? Like God. And then rubbing it in. Yeah, rubbing <laughs> it in. Yeah. It's not often we have the police in the studio
0: though. It's true. Welcome to YOLITICS the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hey, Happy New Year from the uh, Yolitics crew. How's it going this year, Jason? Uh, It's going great. Uh, Ready to dive back in, and uh, you know it's going to be a busy year. We are in the studio today. I'm having a beer called the Professional Texan. It's from the Fredonia Brewery in Nagadoches.
2: Yeah, this was a toss-up today. You brought two of these in and asked me which one I wanted, and I, you know, agreeably said I'll take either. So I'm having a bottle of Modelo Especial.
0: And it's not often. We have police in the studio, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we have to drink
1: very slowly here. And responsibly, always. Always, y- always. Y- yeah, only but you, one. But you're doing it right in front of my face, right? <laughs> well, and I, and I can't have any. We That's didn't say thing. politely. We said carefully and
0: responsibly.
2: Oh, uh,
1: Ch- Dr. Pepper, <laughs> thank chief, you, we, Jason. We, we got you a Dr. Pepper. You're on duty right
0: now, <laughs> man. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Chief Andy Harvey with us today. He is from the, uh, the Ennis Police Department. He was a chief in Palestine. He's worked in Dallas. He is a, uh, a great guy, but he's also uh, really interested in policing and, and advancing policing to the next level. But what caught mm-hmm. our attention, why we invited him here today, is because of an op-ed he wrote a few weeks back. One of the beginning lines you wrote, Chief, said, police are on the front lines of the immigration debate. We're going to have to handle
1: this without Congress. That's right. What's going on, man? Well, you know, so so what happens, Jason, for us in policing is that we hear all this uh, rhetoric and policies and all that coming down from the federal government. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have to deal with what's really going on in our local communities. That is the reality of what we do. What's happening in the communities, though, with, with immigration? Well, people are living in fear. And when you do that, that's not good for what we do as police officers, right? It's not, it's not what we were designed and built to do, to go out and do immigration stuff. So uh, so it has an effect on the uh, safety of our community.
2: So when you say people are living in fear, you're talking about people who, whose legal status, you know, may right. not be, uh, they may not be legal, or there may be somebody in their family, perhaps, who's not legal, and so they're less likely to speak up and say, hey, a serious crime has been
1: committed. Absolutely. If they don't report it, then this perpetrator is still out there doing this to somebody else. That's right. And so they know that, right? These bad guys know that, that these uh, uh, possible victims, they're not going to report it to us more than likely. That's not good for our community. And, you know, God forbid for something to be happening in our cities like um, human trafficking or sex trafficking or anything like that. And we don't know about it because people are in fear. That's not good for anybody.
2: And we know that a lot of these criminals are opportunists, so if somebody keeps getting away with something, maybe they get emboldened to go, well, why don't I do this to somebody who is a citizen next?
1: There you go. Yeah. So I'm, t- I'm telling you, this, this topic, this whole thing, this immigration discussion, it, it affects everybody, not just the uh, undocumented or immigrant community. It really has an effect on everybody. Um, yeah.
0: Yolitics is all about politics in Texas. Mm-hmm. But you're right too, chief. This isn't about politics, it's about people and you say it is time to have a louder voice on this issue because it affects our ability to do our job effectively.
1: Why isn't this about politics? It's really conflicting with what we're trying to do in policing. So we talk about community policing and and all that's good stuff, but but it directly conflicts with what, you know, what we hear from Washington and and from other politicians of course, and so we have to take a stand and say, listen, those policies and what you're saying sometimes affects our local communities mm. we're not doing it just to protect the immigrant community it's for everybody that's what I, I want people to know what are you exactly advocating for we want to be in the conversation when it comes to uh, sanctuary cities federal policies and when it you know around immigration we want to be a part of that because we feel like we know our communities better than you do up there in Washington, D.C., right? We know what's going on in our local community. So we have to deal with it in spite of what they're saying or or doing up there. So we want to be a part of that. Um, It's not our role, the police's role, to do that. Now, I'm not saying we can't help. I think we need to be good partners. There are times for that. But if you're talking about going to go raid, for example, uh, Sanderson Farms or whatever, that word gets out. And so you raid uh, sanderson farms and you put thousand people and, and you send them back to mexico or wherever they're from okay what did that do to us as a community now you have families without a dad or mom and so who who has to deal with that we do.
2: Okay, so you're trying to put this message out there, and you're basically saying in this op-ed that we as law enforcement need to do this without Congress, and yet you went to Congress to testify. Tell us where you went, who you testified to, and and what you had to say, and what their reaction was.
1: Yeah, you know, I was very uh, just honored to be a part of that. I went to go testify in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and um, it, it was an honor to do that. I was in front of Senator Feinstein and Senator Cruz and Senator Cornyn's on this. I mean, these are the big dogs, right? So, what do you Uh, what do you tell them? uh, Immigration should enforcement should not be our role. Now, here's where I think we have the common ground. Uh, When we're talking about violent offenders or people that are come over here to prey on others, no, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the everyday person and families that are here working. Um, and so it's not our primary role. They want us to do that. The, the, the federal government wants us to go out and enforce immigration. And I just don't think it's good business for us. So what did they tell you back? You know what? They were very uh, open to it. And uh, I'll tell you, there was a nice uh, agent there before. They were hard on him. They were pretty nice to me. <laughs> so I kind of felt bad for the guy. But as a police chief, you have a
0: lot of things going on. You probably have a budget. You have to worry about vehicles. You have to worry about staff, sick days, enforcing the law, et cetera. Keep going.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> well, why does this issue strike a chord with you? Why does this bother you so much? Uh, I think it's time for us to step it up a little bit and say, listen, this is what we think may happen as a result of this policy, rhetoric, whatever, and, and why not? Let's step up and do it. We're not doing it for a bad – this is for a, the good uh, – for the betterment of the entire city or our communities. So let's, let's talk about it.
2: This is a very polarizing issue if you're speaking to politicians in D.C. It's also polarizing if you're talking about it here in Texas. This state has cracked down on sanctuary cities and basically tells you
1: that you, you, have to, you, know, you have to go along with helping the Fed. The reality is for us it's about safe communities. I don't care about sanctuary cities. I don't want to make my city a sanctuary city. I want to make our cities safe cities. That's my job. It's not often we have a police officer in studio. Give us an idea of how bad this is out there right now for immigrants. There's some real fear out there. And uh, if we don't reach out to them, they're going to be we're going to miss out on a, on a piece that that I think is going to affect our safety in, in, in our communities. What do you mean by that? So because we got to we got to build trust. we got to reach out to them. If we just pretend they're not there and just kind of hope for the best and keep going, Uh, that doesn't serve anybody well it just doesn't so it's on us to go out and reach out to them
2: there's a lot of fear as you say there's a lot of mistrust out there because this same newspaper the dallas morning news that you wrote the uh, op-ed for uh, just reported out recently that immigrants in dallas and north texas are more likely to be arrested by federal immigration officials than any other region in the united states they've crunched the numbers on this How does that affect policing when when you see a lot of that happening here in North Texas?
1: So so let me just answer it like this. So what? Right. So what? So you're you're arrested more, uh, you know, immigrants or undocumented immigrants here than anywhere than, than anywhere else. So what? What the question I have is, what impact did that have? Right. Did you lower crime? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but what about it?
0: And to be clear, your point is, if, so, if there's a criminal here from who's not supposed to be here, they need to go. Get them out, out of here.
1: Out. Get them out. Yeah, and, and we're, that's the common ground. You know, police officer, we want to, anybody that preys on others, they're out. This does not, uh, well, I'm not talking about them. And I think you know, I want to make that clear. This, I'm talking about the everyday mm-hmm. people that come here for a better life. We were setting this podcast up. I said, Chief, do you know anybody out there? Boom, immediately.
0: Call Delilah. Hello. Hey, Delilah.
3: Yes.
0: This is Jason in Dallas with the other Jason. Can you hear us okay?
3: Yes, I can hear you guys perfectly
0: fine. Hey, guess who we have in the studio with us? Hello. Oh,
3: my awesome friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my buddy. Hello, Delilah. The chief was telling us that there are a number of people who might not be here legally uh, or have family members who aren't here legally and that they're afraid just to go and report a crime if something's happened to them. Is, is that the case?
3: That is the case, yes. we I hear that pretty frequently in the work that I do, um, and I've seen several um, cases where we have women that um, are beaten by their husband, but they're just too afraid to call law enforcement.
0: There must be people who've committed crimes that have never been reported to police in East Texas. What needs to happen?
3: I hope Chief doesn't get mad, but I think that we have to take that initiative just like Chief Andy did or Harvey did in Palestine to say, hey, I'm here, Um, I just want to build a relationship, that my job isn't just to enforce um, laws, um, but it's also to build that trust and that
2: relationship. Chief, when we hear that from Delilah, it, it sounds very simple that you just want to show up and say, we're not just here to enforce laws and arrest people. We're here to make relationships.
1: Is it simple? No, no, it's not. Only because of that fear that Delilah is talking about. Purposely, intentionally, the police department has to go out and add value to them. In other words, um give them some resources and some information and and make their quality of life better when you do that by giving them information and resources and stuff like that then you start earning their trust because they know you're 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 in there I mean you're 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 talking to them uh, for for another reason right it's not just about policing. You really care about people.
2: What you're talking about here is not radical. This is something that we've seen play out in particularly some minority communities uh, here in Texas and across this country where officers make this attempt to create more of a community policing model when they might be dealing with a public that is very skeptical of police. This is the same sort of thing that you're looking to do, but with undocumented people, perhaps.
1: Yeah, so, so you know, our job is to look at people as people. Right. We don't judge and we don't. That's not our role. Our, our role is to help. And so it doesn't matter to us or shouldn't matter if, whether they're documented or not.
2: Did you get pushback, though, after writing this op ed? Because you're, this sounds simple from you. It sounds simple when we hear Delilah say it.
1: But what happened when you wrote it? You know, I, I think the majority of people get this, and, and and I think listen, and I understand, I get the other, I get the, the other argument. I, I'm not, you know, of course. The fact of the matter is, they're here. So what are we going to do? Pretend that they're not? They're here. So mm-hmm. so we have to deal with it, and I think that's the best way for us.
0: Some people listening might say, "Hey, you know, if they are not here legally, then they don't have rights. We shouldn't be spending
1: our money on them. That we." Sp- pay to the police department in our taxes. What do you say to those folks, Chief? Well, 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 that's fine. But like they say in East Texas, right? That and fifty cents of my hot cup of coffee—it it doesn't do anything. Okay, you can talk all all day long. That's the whole point of this, right? We need to talk about it. That's the whole point.
2: Delilah, uh, th- you know, if if you could just kind of tell us the people who you work with in the community—is there a lot of distrust or mistrust of the police?
3: Yes, I would say yes. We don't trust law enforcement. Um, I even said I was a victim.
2: So you say you were a victim. Tell us a little bit about your story.
3: When I was a little girl. I, I had a family member to do some very inappropriate things to me. I think I was either in the first or second grade. Um, and we never reported crimes. Um, my mother was also a victim of family violence. My father was very physically and verbally abusive was my mother
2: growing up. But you all are citizens, right?
3: Right, that is correct.
2: But it's a mindset yeah. now. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I'm sorry that, I mean, we're very sorry that you've been through these things because nobody should go through these things. And I wanted to know, Delilah, what is it like to recover and to heal uh, from being the victim of a crime when you never have that closure and that trust that you can actually get help for it? I, I think...
3: Um, I'll be very honest. You're right. You don't have that closure, especially when you have been a victim of a, as a little girl. Um, and for me personally, that's what help me um, to speak up for other victims.
2: You know, as a dad, uh, I, I, I think about this and I think about my kids and what if something were to happen to them at the age that these things happened to Delilah and you know, you'll do anything to protect your kids, and especially if it seems like it's a continuing threat. That brings up another question, Chief. So if people aren't reporting these crimes to the police because they're worried about, you know, documentation being checked, do you have a, a scenario where people start becoming vigilantes and taking justice into their own hands, and now you have a situation that starts spiraling and you have the chance that others get caught in that crossfire, people who might have papers?
1: They, uh, it can absolutely happen, Yeah.
2: Does it happen, do you think?
1: Yeah. Yes. They know, you know, bad guys know that, uh, you know, especially undocumented or immigrants are are not going to report a crime. That's why they get robbed a lot. That's why they take their money. That's why we've seen it here in Dallas many, many, many times. And so, yeah, they know that. It's not a secret.
2: But eventually someone strikes
1: back. Yes. Well, let me add to that just real quick, Jason. Uh, Not only talking about them being victims, okay, Uh, let's say that same scenario you talked about, that horrific uh, scenario concerning one of your family members. Mm -hmm. What if the only witness you had was an undocumented person and they were too afraid to come forward and say, I know who did that, but they're too afraid. How about that, right? So there's that side as well.
2: So here again, you're driving home the point that this is not, an immigrant's problem this is everyone's that's problem
0: right. that's exactly it and the problem is though that, that congress has been kicking this down the road for years 20 years i've been in texas and they haven't addressed this thing and there's no indication they'll ever address it they can barely get anything done they got the trade deal done we'll give them that but <laughs> there's no idea if they're going to get anything done
1: so i mean wh- what real what realistically is the answer what can you do as a as a police chief Well, we we continue uh, conducting business in a way that's going to add value to community in spite of the action or the inaction of the federal government. What's, I mean that that's really it's really that 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 simple. But for what us.
2: specifically do you do? What do you tell your officers to do to, to sort of make this happen? To take this into your own hands to solve it as you say without Congress? What what specifically would you tell them to do?
1: Well, you know we're going so here here's kind of the the, the philosophy and the approach we have in policing, especially in anywhere I work. You know what we expect from our officers is to treat people with fundamental fairness, dignity, and respect. And, and so when we do that, we do that with everybody. But if, there's an, if there is a reason we should ask them, we should ask them if they're a victim, if we can get them help, if, if whatever. If, there's, if, there are, if they did just uh, committed a crime, we need to know that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about the everyday interactions that we have with citizens.
2: Okay, so Chief Harvey, it sounds like you've got a big fan Delilah. in Delilah here, but I would imagine that there's plenty of people who live on the other side of the tracks who aren't feeling so good about you <laughs> if she likes you that much, and you work for people who are elected. Do you put yourself on the line? Do you put your job on the line when you come out and you write an op-ed about tackling this problem?
1: We can. And let me say, Delilah, thank you so much. But there are a lot of chiefs and sheriffs out there that feel the same way and are doing great work out there. So, Texas? Um, in Texas? Yes, absolutely in Texas and all over the nation. I'm telling you, there's a lot that this is a big issue in policing. It's another and,
2: silent uh, group in the shadows, in a way. Well,
1: you know, we're becoming more vocal, and uh, maybe I'll tell you about a task force that I'm on that that I think is very, very crucial. Um, so, so to answer your question, yeah, there's a risk there. Uh, you know, when you put yourself, as you know, whenever you put yourself out there and take a stand on something, there's going to be those that oppose it. But I feel strongly enough about this issue that 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 I'm going to take that risk because. Because I think it's worth it. At the end of the day, it's about uh, affecting people, everybody, and so I think it's worth it.
2: It, it- seems like we've seen some uh, activism with others, like uh, Chief Art Acevedo down in, in Houston. Uh, you mentioned this task force that you're that you're on. Tell us a little bit about that and what it's doing.
1: Yeah, so I'm part of the law enforcement immigration task force, and they're under the National Immigration Forum. Uh, based out of Washington, D.C., and we want to be a voice. And I think it's time for us to be more of a voice in this bigger issue of, you know, complicated issue of immigration.
2: And is anyone who's in a decision-making capacity accepting your voice? Well, I mean, you testified. Yes. That's a step.
1: No, it it is. And and so I think, you know, the thing about this uh, task force is that, you know, we're able to speak to senators and people up there that are decision makers and just have some real conversations with them. Now, whether they accept it or not, I don't know. All we can do is voice our opinion and what we see and what we experience in our cities. And then it's up to them to do whatever they do. But it doesn't matter for us. We still got to keep going over here
0: interesting conversation delilah thanks for letting us give you a call this afternoon we appreciate it And be careful over there in uh east
1: texas
3: thank you you guys have a blessed
1: one thanks a lot chief we appreciate it man hey thank you guys thank you delilah appreciate it and thanks to everyone for
2: uh listening uh encourage
0: people you know to do the same here's what struck me jason is that at the end of the day you and i might not feel like this but Immigrants are easy prey for criminals,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and something I hadn't really given
2: a whole lot of thought to was the part where the chief, you know, starts talking about how there's a spillover from that, and and how you know it starts with immigrants and then it can spill over to you. Uh, I mean, the criminal is not going, "Hey, do you have papers?" Let me see if you have papers before I decide whether to rip you off or put this gun to your head or do something else to you. You know, once they start getting away with crime, it becomes a drug.
0: Yeah. If if those people are not if those criminals are not put in jail, not brought to justice for what they're doing. They're still on our streets that you and I drive and live on. That's what I think a lot of people might not realize. I didn't realize it until we just had this conversation.
2: I will say, whether you uh, agree with the chief or not, uh, it's gutsy, though, to put it out there and to start writing op-eds to put your job on the line and and push something that obviously... Uh, really divides people and lawmakers.
0: Yeah, lines of communication are open. This is a new front with law enforcement at least knocking on the door of lawmakers and saying, hey, we're out here also and we're seeing what's actually happening in these communities that you guys are talking about from far away.
2: Although the chief is going to have to keep being patient because I don't think many people see much getting done on uh, immigration or anything else that's big ticket this year.
0: This year or, you know, fingers crossed for next year. I've been here 20 years covering news in texas and it's it's never been addressed hey thanks for listening to you we appreciate you joining us in 2020 here for the first y'all episode of the new year we will be back
2: next week uh, for week two of 2020 this is going to be a busy one see you then